My man, here we are again, face to face, for another episode of Chasing Birdies. What's up? It feels good again. Dude, it's been so long. It's been since Colorado, since I saw you last. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. It feels good to see you again. We, we had some technical difficulties the last episode with Dr. Bob Rutella, which was a great episode. It was. But the intro, outro were terrible. You know, our good friend Brandon Katzoff, his daughter said that I sounded like I was underwater. So <laughs> we, we're we here right now yeah. together. Yeah. Um, it's much so better. It's much it, better. It is much, much better. Plus, I get to see you, bud. I know, man. You know, it, it gets a little odd seeing you on FaceTime every couple hours. So it's good to mm-hmm. finally see you in person, you know, see your presence, feel your spirit. How was the day today? Played a little golf, huh? Looks like it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Played a lot of golf. Actually, we played golf at a sponsor of ours, Nemecolon. Yeah. How awesome is that place? Dude, the course is phenomenal. Both courses are incredible. They're making changes right now at Mystic Rock. You wouldn't even notice it. For real? What yeah, holes? The bunkering, the tee boxes. A lot of things are being changed there. For instance, on three or four, short par four, mm-hmm. there's a bunker in the right rough now. Oh, wow. Okay. Five, they made the bunker north-south longer. Okay. Awesome. Eight, they made it a little wider. Mm-hmm. Eleven's completely different. But anyways, neither here nor there. We were up there at Nemecolon. Thank you again to Nemecolon. Uh, they've supported us from day one. Go check them out, nemecolon.com. I know their new pool, the peak, is supposed to be incredible. I have not seen it yet, but I hear that it is awesome. Heated floors for the wintertime. Heated pool for the wintertime. So they're Mm going to be popping that off in the winter. But please, go check them out, nemecolon.com. Tell them the Chase and Birdie Boys sent you when you book your reservations. Take the family there in the fall. The fall at Nemecolon is outstanding. It is as beautiful as it gets in this world. So please, tell them that we sent you. So we're back in the saddle. We got we got some episodes under the belt. We got some good feedback. We got some merch out there. We got some new merch coming down the pipe. Got an exciting couple of shoots coming up at Nemecolon in August and in October. And, you know, we're just kind of, we're just filling around in a dark room and we're doing all right. And we're just going to keep Well, Chris Santor, we have to say thank you to. Um, Fana. Fana, as some of you guys know, uh, we got some hats on order from Imperial. So we got three different hats coming your way on the website, uh, chasingbirdies.co. Check out t-shirts, head covers, hats, towels. I mean, I saw Ryan, you ordered yourself a towel. I did. I did. I I lost my towel, and you know what? I needed to get a couple new T-shirts of ours. So you know mm-hmm. what? I went on. I supported the boys, supported ourselves. Fantastic. I know mm-hmm. we got some friends out there that have not done that yet. So. <laughs> um, anyways. He, but, he checks that. He but, checks that. How about the Rotella episode? It was really good. I, I think that I, I had a couple business owners reach out to me about some of the things he said. Mm-hmm. And again, we can use it in life. We can use it in golf, all sports, as as, as you saw who he's working with. So um, I'm really happy with the way that one turned out. Yeah. And I'm really excited for this one that's coming up. And I'm telling you, I know we say it's the best one. This is our best interview yet. Yeah, I mean. Willie Robertson, Duck Dynasty, the most watched television show in the history of TV. Is that what he said? Yeah, that's what he said. 
And I tell you what, man, he, he loves golf. What a great guy he is all around. It was a fun, fun interview for us to to be able to talk with him at length. I mean, guys, we, we've been putting out 35-minute episodes, maybe 40 here and there. You know, I think right now, if you look at your screen, this is probably loaded up for close to an hour. Uh, great content, and we are very appreciative of Willie and his time that he's given us to do this episode on mm-hmm. um, Chasing Birdies. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know... Do you have any other comments you want to mention about the episode? Or I think it speaks for itself, really. It speaks for itself. I mean, he's he's an awesome guy. You know, religion we get into, mm-hmm. golf, barbecue. Barbecue, golf. You know, uh, barbecues a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a fantastic interview. And, and again, we, we talk a little bit about everything. Yeah, and, you know, it, it is a well-rounded interview, touching on golf and whatnot. But, hey, real quick. Let's talk briefly before we get into this episode. Mm-hmm. What we're going to be rolling out potentially here in the fall in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking maybe some gambling uh, over here, chasing birdies with football season coming up, with some new lines coming out for the college football games, NFL games. We're going to have Spades Corner here on chasing mm-hmm. birdies. You want to elaborate a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm excited. Spades Corner is a friend of ours coming on, giving lines kind of guiding some people that might not gamble a lot and want to gamble or people that do gamble a lot and want some early uh, point spreads on some games. I know already the first week of college football, he said, is getting out of hand yeah. uh, with some of the the wagers that are being placed already, some of the point spreads. So we're going to have that every episode going forward, Spades Corner, and it's not just going to be college football. It's going to be NFL, hockey, all of that. So yeah, it'll be exciting, exciting little twist of events here for us, bringing to y'all. But and make sure, and again, make sure you go to our Instagram at chasing underscore birdies, like us, comment, double tap, tell your friends, subscribe, listen. It's yep. all good stuff. And it all helps us out. <laughs> and it all and helps some of out. our friends don't get that message, <laughs> but um, you know we uh, we got bills to pay over here. Yeah. So tell me uh, about it. With that being said, let's roll it into Willie. Robertson. Yep. Let's check it out here, guys. Hope y'all enjoy this episode of Chasing Birdies. As you all know by now, Chasing Birdies is proud to be partners with Holderness and Bourne. Check them out online at hbgolf.com. Holderness and Bourne makes fabulous pieces that help you look good on the course, even if your game is not up to par. Check out their new arrivals now for this golf season. Also, head on over to ChasingBirdies.com to get some custom Chasing Birdie gear from Holderness and Bourne. We'll continue to drop these pieces through every season. That's ChasingBirdies.com and Holderness and Bourne at HBGolf.com. All right, we have a uh, very special guest joining us today. And, man, I'm, I'm really excited about this one. How about you? Yeah. they're all, Well, they're all special, but this one's really special. Businessman entrepreneur, golfer, enthusiast of life, Willie Robertson. Willie, how are you? What is going on, guys? Man, oh, they- man, what's going on down there in Louisiana? Well, you left some stuff off. A singer, uh, what else? An actor, man. There's more. Oh, There's oh yeah. More. Uh, a, write- chef. a writer? Well, we're going yeah, to get into the, we're gonna get into the cooking part, man, because I want to know how to smoke some meat. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us a little bit about it. You know, you're the CEO of Duck Commander and Buck Commander, and I think every, all of our listeners know the, the Duck Dynasty show. 
What was that like? I mean, that that's really what kind of put you guys on the map, uh, you and your family. Well, let me see if I can get the perfect analogy. It was it was like a freight train started kind of slow, and then it got up to full speed really quickly, and I was trying to hang on the whole time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like it. It kind of trajectory trajectory was pretty high out the gate. I mean, I know your father was the start of it all, and then you know you came in, stepped in, and, and really grew the grew the damn thing out. Uh, yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, it's pretty interesting you say that because, you know, started Duck Lander Field started around 1972. And when the show happened and, you know, it was a huge success and people would say, what's it like being an overnight success in your business? And I said, well, it took about 40 years, so I don't know what your idea of overnight is. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a lot of lean years. And, you know, I'll always be indebted to, to Phil for really doing all the heavy lifting, you know. Uh, keeping it together, keeping it going, uh, was able to provide me with the chance to, you know, when that happened, just to be there, you know, to be able to take it to another level. And because uh, if something would have went wrong years before, he'd have got sick of it. It, it wouldn't. Have, we wouldn't have had the backdrop. Right, and I think that's the that's the thing too. I mean, even I'm a father now. You want to give your children the best life that they could possibly have, and that in turn is when you want to grow a business and. Hopefully it goes the right direction. If it doesn't, then you, you stand back up and, and try it again. Well, there's something to be said about patience, you know, you know, and contentment. You know, people today, some people, they, they want it so fast, you know, and they don't want to put in all that hard work it takes to get there, you know, and they're just thinking it's going to happen super fast. And, you know, sometimes you got to really wait and, you know, wait for the opportunity, the right opportunity, and work hard the whole way. And, you know, and hopefully things can happen. And, uh, but no matter what, you know, if the show wouldn't have, if we would never had a show, we were happy. I mean, totally satisfied and happy. <laughs> it wasn't I'll like tell we you were. this much: you you probably enjoyed dinner a lot more out publicly before the show. <laughs> That's true. That's well, point. I cut all my hair now, so I've got this little nice window. I'm not exactly <laughs> really <been> fun, so <laughs> I can I can kind of cool about and um, uh, which actually made me a better cook because I really. I really, I really went all in about 10 years ago when the show happened. I realized I'm not going to be able to go out and sit there like most mm-hmm. people. So um, a lot of meals, most of my meals now come from here. And we have people over, and so uh, a little bit more convenient. Yeah, but that's, that's again, that's something that's really special, too, is that you can sit down, enjoy a meal with your family, and not have to worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't... It, it's not bad. It's not, you know, I don't want to be the guy no. complaining about, you know, these are people and people are, you know, they see somebody they enjoy and that's, that's really a tribute to the show, you know, and the success mm-hmm. of it and, and especially the nature of it, which kind of, you felt like, Hey, I know you, I know this guy, I know his wife and his kids and his parents, you know, mm-hmm. and so been in their home, you know, you've done all that, you know, visually through television. So uh, the nature of it created that. And however, you know, when that happens a lot, you know, it's kind of a little bit more dicey to get through, you know, just trying to, get in and get out and uh, and move on about life so uh, yeah it was a it was you know I always saw that as a tribute to the to the show and just how much people liked it so yeah and I think that's the thing too is that with your personality again I, I'm, I've met you before and we'll get into that a little bit later but with your personality it's a welcoming personality and people feel like when they watch that show I know Willie Robertson I know Cy <laughs> I know you know the whole family was that way and I think that speaks volumes about about you guys yeah, well, the only thing I never understood with people was there was there's a certain group of people that would 
that would want to come up and slap me on my back or hit me. And I never understood that. I was like, you know, if I met someone, <laughs> if I saw someone, I would, I wouldn't just go up and slap them on the back. But you'd be mm. amazed how many people do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I got, I got hit on a. I was on a plane one time. I, I, I was like on the back row of first class. Right? So I turned around to see where the stewards did, and uh, and the guy caught me. And he saw me. And I realized he, he knows who I am. And the hit that came next, in the right in the middle of my back, I mean, jarred me, and I was, I was like so mad, but like having to be friendly, and I never understood people doing that. Well, and again, and that's back to you being in the spotlight at all times. If that guy, you know, smacks you in the middle of the back and, and you snap, nowadays with social media, it's everywhere. So that's why you oh, always have sure. to be on your A game. And and not that you're like that. Like I said, you're very welcoming and all that. But at some point it gets, you know, you might have a bad day every once in a while. Well, I gave him a pass and I knew he was just excited. But um, there you uh, go. One, yeah, one guy one time, he, he came up to me and I don't know where we were at. And this guy's like, Six five and just giant, you know, and uh, and he puts his arms out and he just screams Willie and he's coming out like he's gonna, I think, pick me up. And I just put my finger up and I said, "Friend, let me just say this: you know who I am, but I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're fixing to do. Right? <laughs> we don't know each other." And then we got a laugh because I think that's... I was gonna get a really, really uh, hard bear hug. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's funny. Yeah, that's but it that's was fun, nature. man. It was man back in the day. It was crazy, it was crazy getting around. And, um, uh, so yeah, things have settled down a bit, which has been nice. Right. So with the whole COVID over the last fifteen months, I think a, a lot of people's businesses that they thought would be down are up. I.e., the golf business, the jewelry business. How's business been over the last fifteen months for the for the Duck Commander and the Buck Commander? With people at home, they're definitely hunting more and and all that. Yeah, I think we fell in that same uh, place there with, with golf or camping or anything outside, right? Outside, so yeah. um, anything outside, and, and we were fine. And we've noticed that really the hunting industry is, is strange. When the, when the economy is even down, uh, the hunting industry typically goes up because maybe there's less money to travel, less money to, to do as many vacations, or maybe you don't buy the new car or whatever it is that people do. Mm-hmm. But you're, we found that man, they're gonna, they're gonna hunt. They're gonna, in fact, even more so, you know. And I think certainly, I know that happened during COVID because um, I was trying to get a tag out in, I think Idaho, and for something, and a tag for an animal. And, <laughs> and he said they had sold out, and he said that had never sold out, but it sold out in like a couple of days. Uh, it was just how many people wanted to be outside where you could go do something. So certainly we, we found that as well. So our business was, was fine and, and probably been uptick a bit from the year before. Well, and again, that's great to hear because it is a family business. So you want these family businesses to be successful. Now, when you go away on a hunting trip, what, what are you wanting to hunt for? What's your favorite hunt? Uh, yeah, I get asked that a lot and it's really hard for me to answer. Cause they're just, they're all different, you know, and it's just a different, I keep on the segue to your go. It's kind of like a golf course, you know, what, what place and, you know, golf courses are all different, right? So it's like, may like this about, you know, this, this course and this about a different course, but, um, and hunting's the same way, you know, I think archery elk, that was actually, I was trying to, I ended up on the archery elk hunt in, in Idaho, but, um, I was looking for another tag. I can't remember what it was, but, uh, and they were sold out. Yeah. Archery elk is amazing. Cause you're, you're talking about, you know, an encounter with something that weighs 1500 pounds maybe and you're 10 feet away <laughs> you know it's got the a giant rack of antlers and mm-hmm. uh, 
it could it could do more harm to you than you could do to it. But it's like you're, you're at, and they're, they're screaming, you know, at that time when you're doing the archery, you know, you're calling them in, you know, they're coming in hot and heavy and they're bugling and it's just it's it's really exciting. And um, but then you take a you know a duck and you may get you know if you've ever had the opportunity to light fifty mallards, you know, like mm-hmm. twenty yards in front of you and they all come in at the same time. They sound like a with aircraft, you know, swing, banking around, you flying, and then they come in, and so I think it's that up closeness is what I really like, and so uh, archery deer, same way, you know, you got something really close to you, and you got to be, you know, you can't move. I mean, their job is to stay alive, right? And they're really good at mm-hmm. it. So yeah, they can sense and they can smell better than you. They can hear better, you know. So each each animal has something different, and uh, I think that's what I enjoy about it. I'll tell you the only thing I've killed Willie in my time is a few Miller lights. So I've never, I've never hunted. So, oh man, uh, uh, I may have done that too. And uh, this one's way more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably cheaper. That's probably the cheaper way to do it. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. No, it is. Um, you know, so this whole podcast that we have going chasing birdies and we always obviously link it to golf cause we're, we're on a golf course and we want to chase birdies period. But, you know, we, we've said this many times in previous episodes, and I'll say it again, but I think the word chasing birdies, or the, or the phrase, I should say, chasing birdies, applies to any individual in life who is trying to achieve greatness or continue to self-improve. And, you know, if I parallel this to you, obviously your business career has been very successful, uh, not just with TV, but I know you've been an author of, of several books, and you have some great partnerships with other companies as well. So how do you kind of pivot from one aspect of, Hey, I'm, I'm on, I'm a reality TV star, but then at the same time, uh, you know, I, I need to write a new book or I want to promote this. Is it, is it all kind of blending together to you or are you able to compartmentalize each business endeavor that you, you try to achieve or go down? Yeah, I, yeah, you have to. I mean, you would have to do that, and so you're you're not necessarily. Um, it's not like you're skilled or trained at any. You know, it's interesting. I've written books and you know sold a million copies of a book. Had this TV show that had it was the most watched reality show in the history of TV. We had an album, a Christmas album that sold over a million copies, <laughs> which are really benchmarks, you know, for anybody in that field. And by education i'm not trained to be an actor i'm not trained to be a writer i'm not trained to be a musician for sure or singer so it's really amazing you know how i mean part of that's just opportunity uh-huh. if there's an opportunity do you take it and it's the same opportunity i took 20 years ago when when there really was nothing you know nothing going to be written about about what what you're doing but you see an opportunity you take it you see a a business deal and you're like hey that's good you know mm-hmm. and, i mean i can take it all the way back i can certainly teach a thousand lessons from golf. It's so many. I can just teach life lessons or uh, religious lessons, anything off golf. Uh, but I take, I can take it all the way back to you know when I was a kid playing Monopoly. You know, as far as business, I wanted to write a book on that. Everything I learned in business, I learned playing Monopoly as a kid. Um, <laughs> because because you've got to you know in order to be really good at Monopoly, you've got to you've got to see things before they actually happen. And because mm-hmm. if you wait, it's too late. And so. Uh, you know, so there were a couple of tricks I had and, and, you know, I tend to always win, you know, cause you know, and it was relational, like, give me a weak player, somebody I can make some 
you know, marginal trades with, <laughs> with properties yeah. and, and then other people get mad because they feel like you're taking advantage of them. And then it was interesting. My wife said, you know, oh, Monopoly, we played during COVID and it, it ended with everybody mad at me. <laughs> it was like one yeah. of those train wreck games because a couple <laughs> of my kids, I really made them feel like you're on my team. Like you're a team member with me. And, and my wife was just getting serious. Like she was telling my kids, like, you're going to lose. Like you're still going to lose the game. But somehow I can make them feel like, hey, you're going to win. I can put your little, I can put your car right beside the hotel that busted you out, you know. <laughs> but, there, but there was a lot to life, right, through business. I mean, you have to work with people. I think, you know, you know, really what, it's your ability to work with people is what I feel like makes a lot it of is. people successful. Some people have this natural, like whatever it is, you know, if you're, if you're, um, you know, whether it's tech or you invented something or you're a singer or you're, you can hit a baseball really far, you know, and I know a lot of those people and they're, they're really their talent. And probably they had it when they were in fifth grade, you know, can carry them through the day and make them successful. But, you know, business, you've got to be able to work with people. And if you can't, you know, I think there's been a lot of people, talented people that just really, but set them back with this inability to work with people. And so uh, even our show, you know, I had to work with family, which is even a tougher thing. You know, most people would be mortified thought of working with their family. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, but I'm having to, even the nature of the show is so interesting. Like there were days that we're all sitting around and we're depending on my 10 year old nephew, you know, <laughs> to pull his weight in the show, you know? And, right. Uh, so it was just amazing, this goal you were trying to get to. And it became every episode. You're trying to get to this, to the end, get it there, get it put out. But if you look at who played the part in there, man, it was children. It was, you know, um, people our age, my parents, my uncle. You know, it was like all these people had to come together. So it was really, really yeah. cool. But, you know, but I think when you have an opportunity, either you got to make a decision. Yeah, do I do this? Do I not? How much time is it going to take to do this? Do I have, do I have enough to, to put into it to make successful who can i depend on who can i put in charge of and so all these things come up and you know and you you hit on some and if they're successful they're it'll it'll win the day and a lot you won't you'll miss you'll be like oh, that was dumb you know oh well yeah. put it in the learning category and move on you know and some people can't which yeah. back to golf i mean good grief what is that you know i mean i can't tell you how many times i open the round with a double buggy and like uh-huh. it's over like I don't even feel like playing. I just want to walk off. You know, I used to quit. I would quit after the front nine. And, and it, at some point I said, you know what? I can't, you know, you've got to stick with it. And, uh, and I love watching golf. Cause you'll see guys like someone yesterday, actually someone, um, someone had a double bogey in the third or fourth hole. It's like, ah, oh, you know, and then, but they brought it all back and I'm sitting there going, if they would have, they would have just hard what the score could have been, but you have to mm-hmm. move on. So you yeah. have to, you cannot live in it. You've got to have that ability to move on. Well, and that's the thing too. I feel like life is a round of golf. If you really step back and look at your life, it's a round of golf. A double bogey, it's going to be a little bump in the road. But you know what? It's what you make of it and how you come back from it. And Mm -hmm. you can just sit there and keep making bogeys, which might not be intentional, but uh, I'm going to go down swinging though. Yeah, you got to dig in. You got to dig in and have that courage to continue to fight. And that's and that's really life, like kind of backing up to what you were saying about businesses. I mean, you got to take that risk head on and take it. And and on the golf course, you make that double bogey out the gate on hole one, you know, next hole, you forgot about it. You got to forget about it. You got to try to make birdie. What do you want to say? I, I'll tell you a risk that Willie took. And this is my first interaction. Again, I felt like I'm, I met Willie at uh, Nemecolon Woodlands at the grand opening July 1st of Shepherd's Rock. And we were playing a practice round. We, we were actually playing with Willie. 
And the risk he took was on number uh, five, which is a par five. I don't even know if you remember this, Willie, but you almost I killed don't, me. I don't, <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested in hearing how so, <laughs> My man's 235 yards out from the green uh, going for it in two. I scooted down there because I went for it in two, so I was green side, and I had to use the restroom, so I'm peeing on the side of the cart path. And Brandon says, watch out, watch out, watch out. This ball literally landed two feet from me on the cart path and, and bounced into the woods. And so that's my claim to fame with you is that uh, you almost killed me. And I almost and, did. And, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it was great. We were all laughing about it. We were high-fiving each other. I mean, my shorts were soaked, but, hey, whatever. But, yeah, so, and, and again, that's back to what Ryan's saying. Everything has risks in life, and especially golf. So, and that's why we, we keep coming back. Yeah. How, how is your golf game? Yeah. We were going to ask how oh your golf game is going right now. Oh, my gosh. It is just, well, just <laughs> like in business sometimes, it, you have to have a – uh, guys, I I just totally lost it. I I I had I didn't play like I just quit playing for like a year and a half. Uh, all during COVID, I didn't play. Um, I just got mentally, I just got in this funk, and you know, it's like I always used to pride myself. I wouldn't get mad out there. I, I only got mad playing golf is when I think you should only get mad if you're really good, you know. And you you, you know, if I told myself, right. do not miss right, like whatever you can do, you know, do not hit it there. And if I hit it there, that's when I would get mad. If I had the ability to, to somewhat control that, I always get tickled at guys who get mad playing golf and they're terrible. And yeah. I'm like, why would you get mad? You're not good. Like, why do you expect <laughs> you're going to come in and shoot a par? Like, you, you're, you know, you don't practice. You don't, you know, you, you, know, you go yeah. out once every four or five months, a couple of times a year, and you're expecting to be good. Like, you should mm-hmm. never get mad. Everything should just be laughing. If you get two pars, you should be super happy, you know? Um, right. Because that's a miracle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. uh, but for me, you know, and but it what happened was I I was playing in the um, the celebrity tournament at Tahoe, so it's big celebrities, big giant crowds, and mm-hmm. it's probably the biggest celebrity tournament I'm, I'm presuming there is. I mean, like yeah, lots of people. And um, I drove what was our second hole. I think they flip it on the regular when they regular table. Our second hole was the shortest par four, and. Uh, I had driven the green, and I called my wife before this, and I said, I, I said, I may win this thing. Like, I, was playing, I thought I was playing that good. I just played at uh, Oxford Country Club, I think, wherever the pros play for the, where the, the match play now. Uh, where yeah, the, Del, where the Dell match play is, Austin Country I, Club, yeah. Played it for the first time, like, two weeks before, uh, went out to Tahoe and shot 74, and I'm like, dude, I'm, I, I told my wife, I said, I may win this thing. Like, I'm, I'm that good. And uh, I drove that green. And it's a crazy green, obviously, because it's short, you know, so it's not, not going to be easy once you get there. Ran my first putt back, ran the next putt back. But it gets back to where I'm putting, uh, I'm making a four putt now. Oh, and, my uh, God. This putt is probably nine inches. No, I'm three putting from nine inches, three putting. And I missed the putt. Oh, no. And, guys, I don't know what happened to me, oh God. but something in my brain, and it's like you don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> something, something got uh, off, oh, man. and that just kept happening over and over. And I get probably a year later, I was playing a celebrity tournament in Orlando, and it was me and Larry, the cable guy, um, <laughs> a professional LPGA player. And I get over a putt, and it's it's all. Of, nine inches oh no and and i couldn't move the putter back i, I couldn't move like i'm literally just stuck uh, kevin so i just mark it so i mark it and i back up 
and Larry the table guy said, uh, Willie, what's your problem? I said, I can't move the putter back. And he said, <laughs> he said, that's terrible, but it's still your putt. And I said, yeah, I realize that it, it's really, it's really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so I go back over the putt. I pull the putter back maybe an inch and just waft at it. It, it doesn't even, it doesn't even touch. The, it, I mean, it was the most miserable thing. And, and, and then I was like, I'm, I'm done. Like this ain't even fun. <laughs> It only got worse, I think, two hours later, I get up on the tee box with my driver, guys, and completely whiff the ball. Oh, no. <laughs> like, now I'm just in, like, like Looney Tunes land. And oh. I, I know, I, huh, there's 200 people watching. Oh, man. <laughs> so I go back out again, hit down the middle, hit on the green, two putt. And uh, my playing partner, I think it was Cole Swindell, he said, uh, hey, good part, Willie. I said, no, that was a, uh, that was a bogey. And, uh, I said, I whiffed the first time. And he goes, we thought you were joking. And I should have just went with the joke. But I, I, I was like, no, I just completely missed. Like, and I said, I may just need some time off. <laughs> yeah. And then this year, Tim Tebow asked me to go do his uh, his charity tournament. And it's at Sawgrass. And so it's so hard to turn down Sawgrass, you know. Because yep. the pros Beautiful. just played there. I watched the whole tournament. And I'm like, I'm going back. And even though I'm still kind of like, what if I just suck? That's a script thing. It's a scramble, so it's kind of I can tiptoe in this thing. And man, I hit the ball great, and I was like, I forgot how much I love this. And so, uh, so now I'm committed. I'm back. Uh, You're back. Back practicing. Yeah, uh, I played my first full. I actually got to go to the Masters practice round, so I went down there, saw some people I knew. I talked to Bubba Watson, uh, Teddy is caddy, and uh, and then we played at. Oh shoot, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, it's right up the road in South Carolina and um Sage, Sage Valley. Valley. Sage Valley. Yeah. Holy moly, that place is amazing. And um so and I you're... played my own ball there and uh, I can't remember what I was gone, but I probably shot you know, I probably shot eighty five, you know, eighty three, who knows? I was but, but you know, it's like the shots were there, you know, it was like uh, right. Like I was hitting, you know, birdied some holes and so uh putting was not oh, oh, you know what happened? <clears throat> I had a caddy. And uh, this poor kid, he's like 17. And, uh, and, he, and so I had this new putter built uh, with LA Golf. That's who, I'm, that's who I was hanging out with. And, uh, and my bag falls over because I had a really crappy bag, like super crappy bag. And, uh, and it falls over. And my putter completely, the head completely breaks off. <laughs> like a, so now I don't have a putter and I have to borrow a putter. So it was actually kind of cool because I didn't have to focus on putting as much because I was like, well, I've got, you know, I'm borrowing somebody's putter. And, uh, but anyway, so the resurrection of my golf game is back in full swing. And, and it was so bad when I was at my lowest because I've actually built a little golf course around my home. So, it was like every day I walked out, it was just a reminder of what a loser I was because I built a golf course and I, I was losing the desire to play. <laughs> I was like, what have I done? But that's, that's the thing. The game keeps bringing you back for more. That's the beautiful thing about this game. I mean, you put the game down for a year and a half and then you, you picked it back up and it's like riding a bicycle. Yeah, we make stupid mistakes out there. You, like you said, your putting's not not the, the greatest right now, but it'll come back over time after you start practicing a little bit. Well, your short game, your short game's gone, yeah. right? So Done. dipping and putting is just obliterated. But uh, hitting shots, you know, uh, driver, I was hitting it, you know, right down the middle. And I quit swinging so hard. Probably when I played with you, I was probably just really going at it with all I had. And um, You smoked it. <laughs> yeah. Hit boss. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the story. So me and Bubba Watson were on the practice range and um, so, and I'm talking about how long I can hit it. And I'm, I'm obviously doing this with Bubba Watson. So it's weird. And so uh, Bubba said, I, I'll bet you a hundred dollars that I can out drive you with your driver. Okay. So I'm right-handed. He's left-handed. Oh. And I thought, well, I guess he can hit it right-handed, you know? And I said, Oh, I'll take a shot. And so I tell you what, I'll just bomb it, you know, right down the middle. I mean, in the practice range. And uh, so, so Bubba, and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, how are we going to know who's his father? It's a practice race. And Bubba looked at me and he goes, oh, there will be no doubt. <laughs> and I was like, well, how is it going to be no doubt? That sucker took my, he took my driver, flipped it upside down. Oh, my. And he hit it over the entire driving range into the bushes of the clubhouse. <laughs> oh my God. That's <laughs> let me tell you, there was no doubt. <laughs> there was no yeah. doubt. Bubba smokes it too, so Oh my gosh. It was unbelievable. It was crazy. The guy absolutely smokes the ball. He's got that that swing with that, you know, it, he's so lanky. I mean I've never really met him, but in person he looks like he's just kind of tall and lanky, but he just generates the most obscene power that ever. No, no, no. Let me let me just clarify that he's not lanky. He's Skin and bones, like that's yeah. what he like. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. skin and bones. I mean, he is. Uh, yeah, he's he's really thin, and uh, and it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's um, and the fact that he's never taken a lesson and just learned all that stuff himself. He said he learned the upside down thing. He, there was a girl he played with in high school, and uh, or even before, and she was right hand, so he he did that all the time. He would hit with her clubs upside down, and so he got. Uh, so if you ever get yourself in a spot with him. Uh, one, just don't bet on anything. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely not. He's going to be better. Uh, yeah, he came up to it. We were, we were actually down at his place in Florida. We're all making our bets, right? We're, me and my brothers were like, hey, we're betting here. And both say, hey, I'm in, you know, make some bets. So I'm like, Bubba, there's no, <laughs> we can't bet with you. He won the Masters twice. Like, yeah. There's no bet. None. So, here's what he, he, so he takes the bag off his cart. He just takes it off. And just leaves it there, and he pulls out a six iron. He said, "I'll play all of y'all, your best score from all of you. There's like four of us, and I'll play with a six iron only." And he just gets in the car and holds a six iron. Are you kidding? Well, what happened? Well, we had a we had a meeting. We were like, "Just <laughs> with a six iron." That's you know. And even if he does, we gotta see it, right? Uh, he shot two over with a six iron. Wow. He putted. He drove. He chipped. I mean, it was the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. Did it all. And that's the thing with those guys, Willie, that's so cool is, and especially him, his shot making, the, the vision that he has in a shot, there, there's no rhyme or reason for that guy. He just wants to hit a shot. If he wants to hit it high and right, he will. I mean, a huge cut, a huge fade, whatever it may be, the guy's going to hit it just to prove a point. Well, think about that hook he hit out of the right rough at Augusta. Uh, Augusta yeah. I mean, he hit that thing. If you see the aerial view of how he in his position he hit a hook i mean that thing was like a half circle you remember that willie whenever he won the masters i think it was the first time uh yeah it was the first time. it was uh, the first one yep uh, you know it's funny i was there i didn't know him and that's before i met him but i i didn't know him but i happened to be there and and i and i had to make a choice so if you've ever been the masters you mm-hmm. realize like so it was either remember because that was a playoff right so it was like right. yep. It was either going to end at 18 or or they're going to keep going. 
And so I made the decision to go ahead and commit to 18. So I wormed my way as close as I could to the green. Well, once it goes to 10, you're toast because it's way down there on that 10th fairway. Yeah. And so I was at the deal and missed the shot because I couldn't see it. You know, I couldn't get down there because uh, oh. I positioned myself towards the end there. I thought it was going to end on 18. So, yeah, I was there. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And, yeah, yeah, if you play with Bubba, he, and he'll call his shots, like, just for fun. Like, he'll say, how about I hit one? You know, I'll hit it three foot off the ground, you know, with his driver. Going to do this and this and this. And then he'll hit the shots. And the next show, he goes, okay, now I'm going to hit. Yeah, it's totally different. Like, he, he, he does it just for fun. Just to do that. So, he's unbelievable. I play with professional golfers, and I've never seen anybody quite like him. Yeah, yeah he's special. Now, have you played Augusta? I know you've been there. I have. But... Yeah, I have. And? I to play it. Um, uh, it was unbelievable. I, I played terrible. And, um, well, I was, like, really out of shape. And, you know, I always said if I ever got the opportunity, that's one to drop everything. Maybe lose your job. You know, whatever. You know, whatever the ramifications mm. are going to happen, they <laughs> happen. And so I was invited to play, and it was a weird deal where I had to be in, like, two cities the night before like Denver and I think Colorado Springs and um, so anyway we flew in and I got there an hour before tee off and, and they came to get me and I was so out of shape so and that, you'll realize that thing's hard to walk you know and uh, yeah. so we did the par 3 course uh, I chipped in the first time on the par 3 course I had a birdie and then I birdied number Let's 2 let's go so, and I lived out for eagle number I actually was on the green in 2 on number 2 and after he go, got, got my birdie, and I was like, okay, yeah, uh, I've done it. I'm, and then I played like garbage the rest of the way. But I actually played it in the fall, so it was like December of last year, you know, when Dustin won um, similar conditions like that. The greens weren't obviously weird. I mean, they're not, you know, crazy fast like they are. So Right. But, yeah, something special about that place. Man. That's, that's probably been my best golf memory, but probably my favorite course I play is uh, Pebble. Um that's just amazing. I mean, you just stand there. Just, it's hard to even concentrate on the golf. It's just the views are so incredible. Yeah, that that place is. I mean, I, I've heard. Okay, I've never I've never played Pebble, which I've been there, and and it's terrible for me to even admit that I haven't played it yet. But Ryan plays a lot of public golf courses. Yeah. So, um, oh, he's funny. I do sometimes, <laughs> but uh, but no, I've I've heard people say that Pebble's great, but. What's the what's the course right next to Pebble up into the Spanish? Woods? No, uh, Spyglass. Spyglass. Uh, Spyglass. I, I've heard people say they like Spyglass better, but I, I I don't know if I could subscribe to that. I think when when you're at Pebble, it, it's Pebble for a reason. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's again, it's just it's not that it's, you like it better. I mean, that yeah. I mean, there's some cool spots about all those. You know, even that other one. I, I don't think it's spy. There's another one that's like even more in the ocean that you go out. Maybe Cypress, but, Cypress yeah, Point. Because there's so many memories, you know, stuff you've watched, you know, something Tiger's done or, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else that, that's happened at that particular hole. And then, you know, for a few seconds, you 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 know, you can, you're in that situation. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we got up on 18. I was with these guys. And these really business guys. They were, this one guy was just terrible. And, uh, and he goes, if I hit in the water, I'm going to throw my whole set of clubs in the, in the ocean. And, <laughs> <laughs> he went back and swung with all he had. And I'm going to tell you, when I say this ball dribbled, off the, it just barely dribbled and just 
boink, and goes right over the edge. Oh. And, and then I'm like, you're throwing those clubs. Man. Those, those things are going. And then mm-hmm. he says, no, no, I'm not throwing my clubs. So I'm chasing them around. I'm like, I'm going to throw them in the water. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you played Pinehurst number two a few years ago, right after uh, we played at Nemecolon together. What were your th- What's your thoughts of Pinehurst number two? Holy moly, the greens are just... <laughs> crazy what do they say it's the it's the hardest course you'll ever play without losing your ball like, mm-hmm. and, and it's true like yeah it, it's not like there's trouble but well the greens like every it was like the first eight greens i hit just spun completely out like it just comes right back and, mm-hmm. uh, those things are just maniacal i mean this is crazy yeah that's a whole different challenge and uh yeah i wasn't i wasn't playing super good at that point so uh uh but yeah it's a cool yeah Really cool course and how they, you know, how they set those courses out, you know, where they can take in pros and with that game. Because I don't remember being long. It's not long at all either. It's, uh, uh, but just how they make them tough, man, it's just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, Donald. Donald Ross. Unbelievable. The one over in uh, the one over in Carolina, too, is like that's really – the one along the ocean, golly, I can't think of They've had tons of uh, – Oh, Key uh, Island? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I hear that good. place is hard as hell. Yeah. <laughs> that wind whips. Uh, yeah, what was it, Roy, that year? Like, you mm-hmm. couldn't get up and down. That, they had that elevated grip. That hole was so short, too. You're just like, oh, this is easy. And and you just start going up, and then it goes down. And it goes up, and yeah. you know, I mean, just going back and forth, and it just wears <laughs> you out. And and I, I was able to play St. Andrews, too. And, and yeah, I started playing. I think I birdied the third hole. I think I drove the green. I'm like, this thing was not that hard. You know, like, the deal. And you make that turn back into uh-huh. that wind. <laughs> yep. And I mean, Done. I mean, guys, you're hitting drives like 160 yards. Like, it's, I mean, it is no joke coming yeah. back in that wind. I can't imagine, you know, uh, doing that. Or even sawgrass. Like, I mean, coming up to 18 on sawgrass is just, when you're looking at that, I can't imagine, you know, having to hit that shot, you know, having to, you know, try to birdie or even make a par. Like, I mean, it looks like there's just, it looks like the fairway's just a, this tiny strip. You know, it just looks like it's all water, and uh, it's crazy. Well, how about when Ricky in 15 at, at Sawgrass wins the players, but he, he goes back to 17, I think, three three times after the round in that playoff, and he hits the exact same shot all three times to, like, within four feet every time. I mean, I've never played Sawgrass, but when you're standing up on 17, I have to imagine that's pretty intimidating. Especially when with the pressure that's on, I mean, I feel like I feel like eighteen seems more intimidating because you got to have a driver, right? And, and I mean, if you're hitting the ball right to left, you, that's got to be. Well, uh, that was Justin Thomas this year. Yeah, he said, "I was like, whoa, that thing's going in the water." Uh, Seventeen is, but you know, you've got a short iron, so you're thinking like, well, you know, you got a nine iron, maybe. You know, so it's yeah. not like it's, yeah, it's a pitching wedge. Uh, and I don't know nine-iron. where they, yeah, I don't know where they play from. It's but it's got to be kind of similar because that tee box's not that big. But I probably the first five times I played, I hit the water every time, like every time. Yeah, I said I'd hit the green, and then uh, it was a couple of years ago uh, I was playing, and 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 there's probably when I was playing, there's probably a thousand people watching. Like I mean, it's packed, and uh, and they had raised all this money, and so they started taking up money for this for him, uh, charity, and so it's like who can get closest to the hole, and. Uh, Dan Mullen was the closest, the coach for Florida. He was he had about four feet. Oh man! And the the pin was in the bottom right, right. So mm-hmm. I hit one up that slope, and it starts coming. And I think I, I mean I had to end up 
10 inches. Uh, and so I, won, I had the closest <laughs> to the pin. And, there you go. And, and it was really cool. And, and it was the first time I'd ever hit the green. Like, first time I'd ever hit it. And it was mostly watching. So that was a cool um, cool deal. And then this year, I actually, when I played, I was like a putt for Birdie. We had a team and uh, I made a putt. It was the only putt I made all day. And I, that was the only one I videoed. And, uh, <laughs> I think I put it up on social media but i just turned around and said hey just roll it whatever happens i said i'm gonna miss it but and then I around, it's like a 15 footer drained it drained it and that feeling is good have you uh because you mentioned cole swindell a little earlier and, and obviously we we had tyler reeve on the podcast and i've gone down and played golf with tyler down at old hickory and troubadour uh have you played troubadour down in nashville no i, I haven't played a lot in nashville i've played at legends or something i can't think of legends um, yeah yeah, I played that one, but I think that's all I played there. I really hadn't. Oh, I've heard about. Oh, that's the new. Is that the yeah. new one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's buying the house. Yeah, yeah. No, I heard about it. No, I hadn't even, hadn't even been there. Uh, somebody told me some friends of mine had bought some property there, or whatever. But um, but no, I haven't played that. So uh, I put that on the list. That one. That you are making want to get out and play. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, you got to get out there and chase the birdies. Well, it's probably 100 degrees in Louisiana right now. So yeah. you know what? It's been the coolest spring ever. It has been such as pouring rain today. Mm. Yeah, it's starting to get. I think yesterday was really muggy, and um, I got to get back out. Actually, I'm playing in a city basketball league. Believe it or not, and um, <laughs> I go out Monday night. So I was all set up. I, I I had this regular game on Wednesday, and uh, you know, average age in my group is probably seventy one. You know, <laughs> and I'm probably bringing that down. And then I go out there with these guys every Wednesday, and they just beat my brains, and I can hit the ball twice as far as them, and they just destroy me and they're shooting even you know and uh so i was ready to get back in my game but i had this basketball game and uh man i tore um some tendon in my calf oh, so, oh man yeah. so yesterday i had seven dry needles go in it and uh so i wasn't able to play this week but my doctor says that i can probably play next week so I'm, which will probably slow my swing down and uh <laughs> you know at least it wasn't my Achilles, you know, like on Caddyshack, you know, when Bill yep. Burris says, when I slice that Achilles, you can never transfer your weight over to the other side. <laughs> well, what position on the quarter are, we, are, are you playing? Is it point guard, shooting guard? Not center, I right? Play, I play pretty much shooting guard. I can run the point, but, um, yeah, oh. I'm 49 years old, and everybody else is about 21 years old. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'd let them do the running, and uh, I went back last night because we had our game. I could play, obviously, and uh, and last night I was the coach, so that was kind of fun. Oh. So I got to be the coach, and we lost mm-hmm. in double overtime by one point. So. Oh, <laughs> that's man. So what else is going on in, in your life after you know? I know that the golf is is starting to pick back up, but any new shows? Uh, yeah, we've got at home with the Robertsons. It is on. Uh, Facebook watch and uh yeah we shot like 16 shows everything's been shot and so I think four of the shows have have run already and uh yeah a lot of people are watching and uh it's kind of a weird it's like a talk show but it's like moving so we do some cool stuff in Louisiana kind of uh, get out we did some crawfish and but the topics are like crazy intense like really hot button issues racism mm. kneeling for the flag I mean everybody's got a lot of opinions and so um right. you know Corey and i were kind of watching in america just you know everybody seems like they're yelling at each other and mad and social media and um we just kind of said hey what if we can just kind of sit down and have a talk and so we invite people in our homes and which is so disarming because when you come into my house you know it's hard to flare up and get off yeah. mad in the face about it and mm. 
but yeah, really tough issues, but we're, we're trying to just maybe kind of teach in some ways, get to know, maybe learn some things, uh, maybe teach some things, but, uh, yeah, just trying to have some conversations and, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people. We're just trying to, yeah. you know, have, you know, we're trying to be safe and try to be happy and just try to live in this country together. And, um, Lord knows there's been a lot of arguing and fighting over the last oh my God. several years. So, uh, there, yeah, there has been. Maybe be a little light then. So, yeah, so that's what we're doing. And it's been really fun and, uh, different and exciting. It's, um, you know, it's easier to shoot than Duck Dynasty, but because of the topic stuff, it's been really, mm-hmm. you know, kind of tough to get through but yeah. there, you know, i can say at the end of it you know we're we're friends we you know, end up making new friends and uh that's been fun so we'll probably do some golf on one as well but uh that's yeah right. we got that and uh, i got uh, uh my daughter's due sadie she is due with her baby uh any day and so ready that's for awesome that. and my son john luke just had one and uh, actually they're staying with us because we're remodeling their home and so i got babies and toddlers in the house and so i'm 100% grandpa in it and uh, loving it and, uh, and my daughter Bella's getting married in about a month so uh, that's wow. fantastic congratulations so, yeah, got, that's keeping us busy sounds like it's a fun time to be in the, the Robertson household let's get on to the good stuff this is what I enjoy in life too I, I love golf and all that but let's let's talk a little bit about meat smoking meat yeah um, smoking meat yeah so I see that you, you have some smokers out there for sale Tell us a little bit about it, because I've never really... <laughs> Some smokers for sale. Like, yeah. I just picture that like they're in my front yard. Like, yeah, I mean... Well, hey. Willie's Pit Boss Smokers. Uh, Willie's Smokers. <laughs> I've had a business deal with uh, Pit Boss, and uh, Pit Boss makes smokers, and so and I've always loved to cook. And like I said, especially during COVID, I was really just... I mean, I'm cooking, like, not just for me. I'm cooking for everybody. people. You know, I'm sending food to grandmas and people who couldn't go to the grocery store and uh and so i'm like running a little restaurant here uh and awesome. uh yeah so pit boss and I, we teamed up and um and so yeah i've been going through their different uh smokers and cook stuff and put meat on we do obviously a lot of the game and stuff that you know that i bring home i'm kind of a you know like i like cooking what i eat i mean uh eating what i uh go get you know and right. so uh uh, the ultimate farm to table kind of situation and um so yeah i've been we've been doing that and uh yeah i love it and so we, i just actually had this shot uh commercial for him yesterday and uh so yeah i was i was i, was, I couldn't stand that it was like i could barely stand up and <laughs> out there shooting these things i'm like i can't walk i can't walk i'm like i love it the next day i must have keep you that uh yeah but it's been it's been a lot of fun and so i'm um yeah i'm passionate about that and that's why I like Louisiana. I mean, you know, the culture here. You mm-hmm. see a lot of TV shows come out of here because they're, they're just passionate people, you know. Yep. So they're, they're passionate about, you know, religion and cooking and, you know, hunting and outdoors. And so, um, so yeah, it's a, a good state to well, live in if you like that. The whole, the whole smoking thing, I mean, you got to commit to the whole day to that, really, right? I mean, it's about, what, 12 hours at least? Well, it's. But it's according to what you're doing. If yeah, that's true. But that's why I like pit balls. Man, they got these things now where you know back in the day you're sitting up there in a lawn chair, you know, which is fun. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but you know. But uh, now, man, it does all the work. You know, you just type that stuff in, put your deal, and it just let it go. So it's basically cooking, and you're just out there, just you know, you can just bounce in, you know, just kind of monitor according to what you're cooking and what you know. Different things take different times, different temperatures, but you can set the temp, you know, and so. You know, used to when you're doing it, if you're just doing it like legit, like then 
pit masters, you know, you, you know, you're having to control that temp, you know, by the wood and how much you put in there and all that. So, so it definitely made it more convenient, I guess, and a little bit easier for you to do it. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go get a pit boss. I was eyeing up a Traeger. My dad's a big green egg and Primo fan, but, uh, I think pit boss is the way to go. I think I need to hop in with you on that because we, we both need to start smoking a little meat. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all need to get out there and get going. Well, you know, the, the last segment here, cause we've, we've taken up a, Good chunk of your time, and we're, we appreciate that, Willie. Um, the last segment here of our podcast, kind of wrapping things up, is called the tap-in segment, and Jonathan's basically going to ask you three or four or five different questions, and your one one line, or not even one line, but your answer is they're appreciated. Easy. Yeah, they're easy. It's not, like, that hard. But Well, I've right. already told y'all. I've already told y'all, so now you've triggered me on this tap-in, because I've, I've blown them, too. So I could <laughs> I could just blow every answer, right? Nine inches. Like, I may not even be able to open my mouth. Like, that's where I was at. <laughs> All right, the tap-in right, segment. Let's, yeah, let's brought, tap them in. Let's, let's tap, tap it in. them in. Brisket or pork butt? Well, see, that's not a tap-in. i got to read that one for 20 minutes. <laughs> Who's making the brisket, like... Okay, it's all you. This. If it's the best, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, brisket. Perfect. I, I, I agree with you on that one. But but don't go out. Don't go out and order it thinking, Willie said brisket. Go get it somewhere and it's terrible. Because, I mean, brisket can be so bad. <laughs> but it can <laughs> yeah, be so can. good. <laughs> but it's that one you've got to know what you're doing or whoever you're mm-hmm. getting it from has to know what they're doing. All right. Dream foursome. Dead or alive. Huh? They can be dead or alive. Your dream foursome to play golf with or hunt with. That, that that's not a tap in. That's a <laughs> that, that's see, a twenty five foot. Like that questions like that. Here's how long it would take me to answer that. Um, three months. <laughs> like that's how much that's awesome. I think that stuff out. Um, I would have. Um, Someone from the Bible, for sure. I would mm-hmm. have a uh, someone that has to think. I think I would play with uh, either Arnie or Jack, one of those guys. But, like, mm-hmm. in their prime, like, yeah, like right. to do that. And then uh, probably probably somebody like, oh, oh, I think I, w- I think I would say, I think I would say Bill Murray. Yeah, oh, yeah, he would be fun. He's a good one. Let me just give you the worst thing that ever happened. I had an opportunity. We were filming Duck Dynasty to be on the Ryder Cup celebrity team with Bill Murray, <laughs> and I, I believe it, or not, I could not get out of like filming the show that day. And like, and who knows what stupid episode it was, but I missed that. And it's one of the things, man. I just that would have been so fun. It was when it was up in uh, Minnesota, or whatever that course is. Um, Hazel team. Hey, I played that course too. Uh, that that thing's hard too. Um, but yeah, I think Ken. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that I'd want to know about. He's just been in movies, you know, back in Saturday Night Live and Caddyshack stuff. But well, that's like so, me. Uh, Tyler said, "Hey, someone bailed out of Sage Valley last weekend. You want to come play Sage with me, Cole Swindell, and Chase Rice?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm already committed in a West Virginia State event. I can't this do guy, it." This guy. He's such an idiot, Willie. It's not even funny. Why would you not? That's your, like, you're doing a pot. Like, that's how you make podcasts. Memories know. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, hey, yeah. he's all that by himself. A, that was just a fail. That was a foul. That was a triple bogey. <laughs> all right. 
hunting or fishing? Hunting. Yeah. Easy. Easy. There we go. That was the quickest one. All right. Last one for you. Favorite Bible verse. Oh man, that's not a tap in. I, it's a whole chapter. First <laughs> uh, Corinthians fifteen um, is my favorite verse. I like the way it starts because it starts out uh, the gospel and the good news of Jesus. It ends with where oh, is your where oh, death is your victory, where oh, death is your sting. So it ends with the good news. But no matter what, even if you die, we're we're good. And so I like how it starts. I love how it ends. Mm-hmm. So because that's you know, and I've quoted that so many people, especially like. I had a friend constant, man, I got pancreatic cancer. And we go to that verse, you know, we go to where it starts and go to where it ends. And, um, right. you know, and because, hey, we're all heading there. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I want to have I want to have hope for something beyond. At the end well, of the now, day. It, let, let me let y'all tap one in. Yep. Is there going to be golf in heaven? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Eternal. Yes. <laughs> Eternal, and and I'll be on it every day. I like day. how you are so confident. Like, oh, there, you know. there will be. If there's not, I'm going to be playing. <laughs> but where would you throw your club in it? Like, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Kind of stuff I Things like that are, yeah, that makes you think a little bit, right? Like, you drive it down the road on a three-hour drive, and your you, your mind starts wondering a little well, bit. Well, one thing, it would definitely be painless. Yeah. I mean. I'd have the perfect scorecard, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, or the drive. It may be like your driver's like when you're up in the mountains playing, you know, and you hit your driver like 400 yards. Yeah. You know, like, wow, you know? Yeah, you <laughs> feel good for once. Going. No, I know. I, I, that's probably going to be how it is. Um, Maybe you tee off like on Earth, and then but the hole is like on Mars. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shoot. May be, that may be something there. So. Yeah. No, listen, I think I think you're right about that, and – uh you know, we appreciated your time and a lot of it. A we lot appreciate of that, Willie. Yeah, it's very, very uh, humbling. Fine, and, yeah. You know, good conversation. I gotta go in there. And, uh, I think my wife's been in there waiting for lunch. I'm actually out at the coffee shop, so uh, okay. I, I said, "Oh, geez, I forgot I had the podcast." So, uh, man, it was great talking to you guys. Um, good catching up, and uh, yeah, I love the game. And uh, yeah, whoever listens, hopefully they get. If you're in the down slot, see if they're liking anything. You know. Uh, you know, spiritually and golf, whatever, when you get down and come back out and uh, uh, get back going, just get back in the game. So uh, yes, sir. that's what I'm planning on doing. But, yeah, man, enjoy talking to you, boys. Is there golf in heaven? I say yes, and it's going to be the perfect round. I, I'm sure I'm going to miss a few short putts, but – Whatever. Nah, you know what, dude? I redos, think redos, right? You think there's redos in heaven too? But you're gonna have unlimited mulligans. I don't disagree with that. That would be awesome. Yeah, man. Perfect round of golf. Back to Annika. Yeah. No kidding. Fifty. What was it? Something fifty-four. Something? Eighteen under. Yeah. They always believed in Sweden. They teach their kids that fifty-four is um, achievable, and she always felt that she mm-hmm. could make eighteen birdies in a round of golf. Yeah. Anyways, but yes. There will be golf in heaven. There will be cigars in heaven. But the only way you can make birdies in heaven is if you got that Bettinardi putter. You know? And, yeah, and you get that thing rolling a little bit, the Bettinardi putter. Speaking of, tell us a little bit about yours, bud. But it looks great. They they shrunk the Chasing Birdies logo on the bottom of the, the putter. It looks ten times better. The black finish is sleek. It's modern. It's great. Again, the length is perfect for me. 
it's going to be hard to replace the Scotty, no doubt about it. But at the same time, I know the Betnardi is going to be uh, a more confident tool for me in my in my bag, and hopefully it converts and makes some more birdies. And oddly enough, you know, we're excited to to have Sam Betnardi, good friend of the the podcast, sponsor of the show, um, with the tap in segment. Sam yep. is an awesome guy. Tells a little bit about the story of the product being made in the USA. Um, again, we did this interview in person with Sam in Tinley Park. Um, as Ryan was talking about, he got the the hive treatment when we went there, got his putter dialed in. We highly, highly recommend going to bedatnardy.com. Check them out. Yeah. And book and book yourself a putter fitting because yeah. it guys, again, what are y'all that's, doing? That, that's the club that you use the most. Yeah, what are you doing? Get right. yourself a good putter. I mean, it's it's not hard. So on our August 19th episode of Chasing Birdies, uh, we're going to release the episode with Sam Bettinardi that we did in person. First episode that we did in person, so it's going to sound great. We'll probably put a little bit of footage up along the way as we have a lot of footage from the shoot there at Bettinardi. Um, I think the most impressive thing about the in-person interview is that, you know, the last in-person interview we did, which was not really, I mean, it was fun, is that Pete thought you sat on some pillows, bud, and you didn't have to here. But I know I was in a chair. I was, you know, I could reach my head. All right. Like, you need to tell people I sit on a pillow. I mean, I was sitting on two pillows, actually. But it was, it worked out, you know, the mic, the mic's not adjustable, guys. So um, the only thing that was, was the height of the seat. And that was helped out by two pillows. So here we go. What yeah. are you going to do? And, and so you didn't have to use those, but uh, it is, it's, it's awesome to hear the, the Betnardi story and, uh, Please, guys, go check our good friends out at betnardi.com. Go to the Hive if you want something custom made. They do it all. Um, yeah. I know really. I've got two wedges being dialed in right now, 54 and a 50. They're blade-proof, too. I mean, I haven't seen you blade one yet. They're blade-proof. But, I mean, <laughs> but, but, but the, why do you always go go there? Well, because it's the truth. You you hit it great. I'm 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 validating your your remarks. I, I think it's phenomenal. And you spin it. I'm so sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but shoot. Anyways, anyways, guys, I hope you really enjoyed the Willie Robertson interview. Um, again, it this early on. I I do have to say this early on in in our podcast career i guess you can say we've had some strong guests and they're only going to get better you know again sponsor nemical and we're doing a little uh once a month gig with them up there where we're going to start bringing youtube videos to you guys with who we're interviewing so stay tuned we got some yep. major league baseball player coming yep uh yep. we got country star yep. coming october yep. uh, that's gonna be <laughs> good <laughs> mm-hmm. not a big deal <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So again, you know, we, we're working hard. Don't be scared to send us somebody if you want to hear them. Yeah. Holler, you know, let us know, give us some feedback. Shoot us a me- we get messages all the time saying, Hey, keep up the great work mm-hmm. or as a little sloppy boys, but most of it's good stuff. So we appreciate that feedback and you know, we appreciate. Yeah. Real quick, bud. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever find your nine iron? No, but I don't have my nine iron. I'm hitting a 19, or I'm sorry, a 2015 AP2 nine iron. So if you guys know anybody out there that can make Ryan some shaft labels, uh, he he tends to leave his clubs around the greens. Make sure you put his phone number on there, his address, so it can be sent back to him when he loses it. I mean, this kid, 
But how do you lose a nine iron? But I, I I don't know. And the, the odd part was when I went look look back in my bag, I had two forty sixes. I I don't know. Uh, so you got two pitching wedges. Yeah, bud. Two two pitching wedges. Correct. I'm down a nine iron. I don't know where it went. And next, you know, so now I had to go back into my old bag and pull pull the old nine out. Now, two weeks out for for the new nine iron to come in. But you know, we'll uh, we'll roll the dice with this nine iron. Well, Hit it pretty good. And, and our, our good buddy Matt Taschenberg got you dialed in on that, so you should thank him because yeah. otherwise you'd probably be waiting six to eight weeks, bud. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But hey, you guys, thanks for uh, thanks for listening again. Check us out, chasingbirdies.co for some swag. At chasing underscore birdies Instagram, like us. Facebook, chasing birdies. Just go give it a like. It's not that hard. I mean, we, we put some nice stuff up there, some click good it. photos. Click it. All you got to do is click the mouse. Just click it. Double click it. Click it. Click it. Just All click right, it. Guys. Yeah, just, just click it. Come on, just click it. That's going to be a t shirt. Just click, click it. it. Yep. There right. we go. It's a little annoying. Um, but just go click it. all right guys see you next week in two weeks yeah thanks for listening to another episode of chasing birdies and thanks to simpler media again for all their great work putting this thing together see y'all